Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Elena, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Good morning, Donna. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being on the podcast. It is a pleasure. um, (laughs) Uh, Can you tell the audience what you do? I am a life mastery coach and my mission or passion is to empower people, spirit, soul, and body in the organization that, or my business that I run it is called vibrant living. So I want to empower people to live vibrantly. Very nice. What made you decide that you wanted to be a a coach? I began doing what people call coaching when it wasn't called coaching. (laughs) So I have been uh, coaching, mentoring, discipling people for over 25 years. So it isn't uh, like, I'm going to be an engineer. It wasn't one of those kind of things. It just began to happen. No matter where I found myself, I would find, I would end up having people tell me their problems and helping them through it. So um, about 10 years ago is I had one of those moments. What do you want to be now that you're all grown up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and so it was, I want to do that. And I'm like, how do I do that? And it, how do I help people excel in life and overcome adversity and overcome the disappointments that happen? How do I help them have their best life? And it ended up being called Vibrant Living um, to communicate that. So Mm -hmm. it had been something that was part of my life, but I actually said yes to the passion in my heart to say, to really do what I loved and quit doing just what I thought I had to do. Mm -hmm. What was it that you were doing before that, that was the, what you had to do? Uh, well, I've done a lot of things. <laughs> so um, we tend to do different things in our lifetime. Most of it centered around administration kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was executive directors of, of nonprofit organizations. Um, I uh, oversaw all the treasury work of several organizations, um, I'm uh, my husband and I also have a property management company and we handle rentals for ourselves and um, others as well as home renovations. So there was just um, and then a wife, a mom, you know, all the things that go into all of that. But everything I did, I would find myself talking with people mm-hmm. and it wasn't being paid to do that. It's just happened. And so it was a part of everything I did, mm-hmm. but it, um, if that makes sense. And then sure. 10 years ago, Vibrant Living was born. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite part about being a coach? 
My favorite part is watching the transformation happen when people, when they don't think it's possible. Mm. Um, I recently had a client who had severe trauma in her childhood. I will gloss things over because of confidentiality, sure. um, but severe, like it makes your jaw drop mm. kind of stuff. And uh, I remember when she started, she says, well, if, you know, they commit to invest so much into themselves and she says, well, if this doesn't work and I don't like it, can I get out of the contract, out of the agreement with you? And, and I said, yeah, you know, I'll agree to that. And it just made her feel more comfortable because she didn't believe it would work. Mm-hmm. She didn't think. And so my last session with her She's like, Donna, I can't even believe I'm a completely different person, that kind of thing. And then she gave me details, of course, because I know her story, Mm -hmm. but watching that happen when for decades she was trapped in what happened to her, including with years of counseling, Mm -hmm. but in a short period of time, we're talking months, everything is different. And that's my favorite part. Yeah, it's funny how like counseling for some people, it just is like, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, like if you have like trauma counseling's you know, what you need to do kind of thing. But sometimes it's just, it doesn't really get you out of it in a way, I guess. I don't counseling know. Counseling in its, counseling in its origin is helping you cope. Mm-hmm. That is the way that it's designed to do. And, and it saves our lives. A lot of times it's completely lifesavers. So I'm not discounting therapy and, or, and there are a lot of amazing results that happen, mm-hmm. but it isn't always the deep inner work that's long-term that I have seen. That's just my experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not discounting therapy at all. Cause I've right. done therapy. Therapy has helped me. Right. But I just, I just know that like people experience, sometimes expect certain things from, from it. And it's like not everything that they need, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. Can you tell me something about like the start of Vibrant Living International? Sure. Um, I love the name of your podcast. Um, and the reason why I do is I didn't really think fun was part of being successful. Um, and you know, the workaholic, I've got to prove myself, the performance addict, all of those kind of things is a lot of where I came from before Vibrant Living began. But I was working at an organization. Um, I was doing real estate, running our property management company, just to get you a picture, um, what, doing things with my family and my grandkids, as well as working part-time at this organization. So there was all of those any of those are a full-time job, let alone all of them together. So my health was being affected and I didn't link the two. (laughs) Um, And I thought my, my idea in my head is, is that if I could go full-time in this organization, it would hit those spots of, it was another nonprofit. It would hit those spots of me being able to touch people's lives because Mm -hmm. I knew that was, a passion of mine, but I didn't know how to let go all of the admin, all of the other stuff. Mm 
Admin is trackable. I did this and it's trackable. Sitting and having conversations with people. It's like, what did you do all day? I just talked to people and had coffee. (laughs) It's just like... So anyway, the management changed at this organization and it got bad, Mm. like really bad, but I'm holding on going, this is it. I've got to make this work. And I had all my eggs in that basket and the basket came crashing to the ground. And I still remember the day it was March 31st in the area where I live. It was doing that sleety rain. Couldn't Mm. decide if it wanted to snow or rain. And, um, it was sideways. So it kind of hit you no matter what you did. And it matched my face as I left that place going, what am I going to do now? Like all of the things that I thought was going to supposed to be in this basket and it's not in this basket. So it, to say it was a low point. And then I'm mad at myself because I'm feeling worthless and I'm feeling not, not, you know, I don't have any gifts. And then I know better because I've been helping people do that for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we beat ourselves up and all of the, you know, it's just this cycle of pulling, going to bed and pulling the covers over our head and trying to run away from the world and depression and mm-hmm. all of the things. And so it took a while, but I began to ask that question, what do I really want? And the desperation of that time made me really do some souls. What would you love to do? What is it that God wants you to do? What is it that's in your heart to do? And so that's how Vibrant Living was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I feel like a lot of times it's only when things, your back is against the wall when like what really, what you really want and need uh, comes, comes forward in a way. Um because otherwise people just kind of keep on going like, it's going to be okay. I'm doing okay. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> got to make this work. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Your story sounds like a lot of people's stories for sure. <laughs> I guess like we can like, let's go way, way, way back. When did you dis- discover that you liked helping people? That's one of my earliest memories. Somebody said, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I want to help people. That was exactly what came out of my mouth. I just Aww. didn't know how that would look. Yeah. Um, and so everything I did, I was helping people. I just didn't understand the gift that I have of insight um, and intuition. I have the ability when someone's just telling me what's going on in their life, Within five to 10 minutes, I can tell you what the issue is. I just have to help them see it. Um, So go ahead. You had a question. Uh, I was wondering if you have that same insight for yourself or, or is it like one of those things where you have, like, it's for other people, like mostly kind of thing. I'm pretty intuitive for myself, but I'm not um, prideful enough that I don't ask other, I have coaches too. Anyone who is a successful coach should have a coach to talk things through because every idea I have, I think is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not always amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I, I am very intuitive and very, I spend a lot of time listening. Um, and so for myself, but I, um, but I do have other, other people to, bounce my good ideas off of I feel like everyone that really finds success you have to have 
you know, Absolutely. your, your tribe, you have to have the people that Absolutely. you can bounce your ideas off of. Um, I think no one can do it alone. So. We weren't meant to be alone. That's yeah. the whole point. And we try to DIY it. I call it, mm-hmm. I got to figure this out. I need to pull it myself up by my bootstraps and, you know, all of the phrases that we use is isolation mm-hmm. and fear of being vulnerable. Yeah. And so, um, we don't need to do it with everybody, but we do need to find a safe place. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of fear, how, how do you think fear gets in the way of people having fun? Hmm. Fear gets in the way of everything and enjoying life. Um, I love Mark Twain's statement. I've had some horrible things happened in my life. Um, and some of them really did happen because we sit and imagine all of the things and it feels like it's happening. Um, and so fear stops us from enjoying every part. I can't enjoy my relationship with my spouse, um, because at some point they might reject me and I need to be on guard. I can't be really vulnerable with other relationships. I can't try my own business or I can't ask my boss for a raise or all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, fun is not something I do on the weekend. Fun needs to be something that I am incorporating. It needs to be that I am living my best life and that I'm doing what I love, not what I can tolerate until the weekend gets. And then I'm like, you know, and then we can do what we want. I, uh, my, one of my clients said that I had a knack of turning fear into excitement. And, um, and so, and then I get asked, so how do you do that, Donna? So, (laughs) um, fear and anticipation or excitement are very close in the chemical reactions they happen in our body. They are very close in the way that we're responding. I read this morning. It was one of the best things that I definitions I heard is fear is excitement or anticipation without breath. Mm-hmm. And if you think about when you're afraid, it's <gasps> mm-hmm. and you're holding your breath. And so I asked the question. So if you're afraid you're going to fail, what if you were going to succeed? And all of a sudden you take a breath and like, well, what if it did work out? What if it was going to be okay? And you begin to put your thoughts in a different direction, your imagination in a different direction. And it can, we, you know, we, I usually address the fears. So what if the worst case scenario happened? I jokingly say, would you die? And no, I wouldn't die, but we're acting like we're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're acting yeah. as if I, I, I don't know why this keeps coming up to me. If I ask my boss for a raise, or if I try something new, or if I do this, I'm going to, we re, we are, our body is reacting as if we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And when you recognize that that's what's happening and it's not truth and you begin to go, well, what if it? Anytime I have a negative thought, I'm like, well, what if the the opposite was true? Mm -hmm. And it just makes you think that both are the positive and I'm the deciding factor on which way it's going to go. 
and it begins to help you overcome your fear. I am, I am simplifying, but I think the point's getting across. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, because we're we're still like primal, primal in our in our like how our bodies react to things, and so like you know, in you know, when we're hunter gatherers, fear was like a wild animal that could kill us, you know. But now it's like, oh, this is not life or death, and yet I'm still reacting like it is. But yeah, I. Um, have been a person that's a worrier about everything for like my whole life and it's really taken a lot for me to like be able to be like step you know step back and be like nope I it's gonna be okay I'll survive this (laughs) like and just go and do things yeah so Mm -hmm. I very much know Did you personally have any fears that you needed to overcome to start vibrant living and stuff? Oh, absolutely not. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You're not human. (laughs) Oh, I remember when I was going through a lot of my inner healing um, because I haven't shared what happened to me before, but suffice us to say, I also had, I had childhood trauma. Um, But uh I remember because I had put on such a tough exterior, I looked overly confident. You get the, you know, you kind of get that picture. And I had, I, I, and if I, there was the potential of failing, I just didn't do it because failure was like death. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had such a tough exterior. And when I began to have that shell cracked, I'm like, I'm just a blubbering ball of fear. (laughs) I'm afraid of everything. (laughs) And really, when we get down to the core to make changes, we have to deal with and face the things that we're afraid of. And one of the ones that I got over um, recently as Vibrant Living has grown, um, when I very first started it 10 years back, video wasn't as big as it is today. Mm-hmm. where it just, you know, it was, it was big, but it wasn't as big as it is today. Um, I don't know if Instagram was even around 10 years ago. If it was, it was smaller. So, so, you know, just think about what's happening in social media in the last 10 years. And so um, I, my, my staff kept saying, we've got to do videos. We've got to do videos. And I'm like, well, let's go do this. And I would just, you know, always distract from doing videos. So finally I went and talked to my coach and I'm like, I'm having trouble doing videos. She's like, why? I'm like, I don't know. But every time I try to do it, I find something else, a squirrel. And I just go do something else and I never do the videos. And when I do the videos, I am uh, withdrawn and, you know, hesitant. And, you know, you, all of that comes across. Mm-hmm. In all of in, in any video I would account, try to do, I did start doing them, but man, I look back on them and go, wow. <laughs> and so we did, uh, we went through and, and, uh, uh, an exercise of what did being visible mean to me? And when we got to the, you know, not going through the old exercise, but to get to the root of it, visible was rejection and visibility was, um, in trouble. It's like, if it never happened that I was in trouble, but when I was working in jobs and the boss would say, Donna, can you come in my office? My gut would drop. 
And, and it was almost always to tell me I get a good job or to give me more work, mm-hmm. but it was never that I was in trouble. Yeah. And I, so I always anticipated that if somebody watched a video of me, that that's what would be occurring. I would be rejected. I would be criticized. I would be hurt all of the things. And so I rewrote my story on what it actually means because I'm not six years old anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, I have a blog called, um, pain on this plate on the playground. Um, that was one of the, uh, my, my entries in my blog, but as I began to do that and get, then I began to speak in public more, which was even more than I had been in the past. And I remember one day I'm standing in front of a, a, a group of, um, you know, in an auditorium doing a conference workshop and, and I, and I kind of looked at myself watching myself do this, like it kind of an out of body thing, like, look at her. She really likes this <laughs> and she's having fun. <laughs> and I remember going, I can't believe I'm having a blast doing this. And I absolutely love it. It's, it's one of my, but I had to say what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. And is it true any longer? And then rewrite the story. So that's kind of a long answer, but hopefully that helps somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm, I mean, I think that's very interesting and yeah. Thank you for sharing that. For anyone that's like any of my audience, that's not ready to like reach out to others. uh, What would you, what would you say are some steps that they could take to kind of help get over some of their fear that's holding them back? I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Get over it and do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it depends on how bad you want it. How bad do you want to be better? Whatever that means. Okay. How bad do you want what you want? And when we want it bad enough, it's, I mean, what's the risk of a phone call with me? Yeah. You know, we're going to be chatting like you and I are talking. And, you know, it's like, there's no risk. It's absolutely free. And so you can start to unlock your doors and see what might be out there so that you could really have fun and enjoy life. Um, Journaling is always a big thing, Um, but depends on how journaling is. We can just turn into introspection and we just beat ourselves up. And we, all we do is focus on what's wrong. And so, um, but journaling with support is a great tool, but at some point we have to quit just rehearsing how we screwed up or what happened to us and figure out how to create a life that you can live vibrantly, which is what I love to do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times people, when they are just trying to do things on their own, they just kind of go through this, the same cycle over and over of like, you know, and not can't get that next step. So, yeah. Now, if you have ever said, I'm hitting my head against a wall or anything like that, stop hitting your head against the wall and get help because there's a way to do it. You just haven't learned it yet. We cannot think our, think the same thoughts we've been thinking. We can't think our way out of a problem. We have to find someone else or a new way of thinking that moves us through or around or over or under those situations. And so why not use the wisdom that's out there? 
And it's more than just watching a YouTube video because that's not personal. We can gain all kinds of knowledge by reading books and watching YouTube videos, going to another webinar online. I mean, how many webinars have you gone to? You know, all of the things, but we don't, or in the old days, going to in-person conferences and getting the binders with all the notes in it. And they go on our bookshelf and and we check it off. I went to another one and it doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the difference between having someone that's helping you actually implement what you're learning personalized to where you are in your life, as opposed to just another knowledge I've gained, Mm -hmm. then I feel bad because I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There is so much knowledge out there that it's overwhelming. Absolutely overwhelming. Yeah. And I'm not going to give, I give people curated information. What do you need by the teaspoons, not the fire hose? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Have all the information and weed through it. Very. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ultimately it ends up like, um, it ultimately ends up setting people up for not being successful when they have too much information. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you for talking to me about, about fear. (laughs) I definitely think that like anyone that's dealing with a lot of fear should definitely reach out to you or any other person that can help them through it. Cause I really do agree that, um, it's hard to work through it on your own. It's paralyzing. Yes, (laughs) it is. (laughs) Are are you okay if we switch gears? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Uh, how do you define fun? Doing things that make you smile. To me, that's the easiest way. It's like, what makes you smile? Um, whatever that is. Um, my, my grandchildren come over and play outside and sometimes I'm here in the office and I can look out in the yard and see them playing and that makes me smile. And so it's, um, and sometimes I'll go leave the appointment in between and just go outside and play a minute, you know? So it's whatever, whatever makes you smile. Um, we, we meaning me, hopefully it's a we for other people, we're just too serious. Yeah. We're just too serious. We're too afraid. We're too tight, like a, you know, a ball, just all tight and stuff. So that's how I define fun. What makes you smile? Yeah. Well, especially like, I feel like when people become adults, you know, it's like, yes. Oh, well, you got it. You got it. You can't be having fun like a kid, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, and there is a, there is a responsibility level, sure. but that comes with being an adult. That's a little different than a child, but we can still have fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what would you consider your play personality? Um, there's the joker, the artist, the kinesthetic, the competitor, the explorer, the storyteller, the collector, and the director. Um, can you explain them a little bit? I don't know sure. that I've heard those before. Um, I mean, Joker makes sense. It's yes. Who, yeah. Uh, artists. I feel like 
makes sense. Mostly creative, um, kinesthetic, you know, you like to move your body a lot. Okay. Competitor, you like competing. Competing. Yeah. Collector. Um, I mean, you like, you like to collect things. I, I think that that can be a lot of different things. Like I think like collector could be like someone who's like maybe really into music or, you know, I, I don't think it's only like, I like to collect, you know, stamps or something. Okay. Um, Explorer, I feel like is not just like exploring places, but exploring ideas, exploring, you know, I think like there's, it's like curiosity. Okay. Um, Storyteller. I think that's a lot about like connection um, and, you know, probably both telling your story, but also other people's stories and exploring, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And then director is like someone who likes to plan things. Um, Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm a mixture of director, explorer, and storyteller. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I mean, storyteller makes sense with like how you like to connect with other people and yeah. um, Yeah. That makes definitely makes sense from just the, the amount that I know about you. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't known you that long. But yep. <laughs> what has made you ha- like? What's made you really happy this week? There's been a lot. I have a list. I I create a list. But one of the things that comes to mind is I have a I have a three year old grandson, and he is he is a, a redhead. I don't have a lot of redheads at a grand. So he's a little redhead and it's curls. So you kind of get a picture of a three-year-old little boy and he loves his tractor for his third birthday. We got him a, it looks like a John Deere green tractor with a, with a um, little trailer behind it. And it's electric. And when he goes out to play, we have a wood stove that heats our house. And when he goes out to play, he'll go collect sticks all over the yard. And then he leaves it by the wood pile for his poppy, as he calls it, for kindling. Mm -hmm. And he gets so excited and helping. Um, And, you know, all these little sticks that we use for the kindling part to start the fire. And he uses that as play. Mm -hmm. He's playing, but he's helping. And so just to watch his eyes light up as he motors around the yard with his tractor and collecting all the sticks it just makes it that you this that this week has been a big thing that brought a smile to my face that sounds very sweet I love that little kids see work as fun you know like everything is fun you know remember when you wanted to vacuum yeah (laughs) I I wish I still wanted that I don't uh, know that anybody wanted to clean the bathroom though. I don't remember that one, but the dishes and vacuuming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't think the bathroom's ever been popular. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your dream vacation? Um, well, it's on my list within the next year to buy a motor home. Um, I have a lot of different vacations. I'm my husband and I are, or he's headed to retirement. I don't plan on retiring what I do because I love it. I don't see why, you know, 
but we want to get an RV and we want to be able to travel around the United States and do it at leisure as opposed to, um, uh, rushing from one place to another in the motor, you know, and that way you can pull off and you can have lunch whenever you want and you can take a nap if you want and you can get a cup of coffee when you want and you don't have to stay in somebody else's place. So we have a list of different places we want to go. In fact, this weekend we're going to an RV show in the area. So to check some things out and to to, uh, hone in on what we actually do want because there is a lot of choices. I would also love to go to the Mediterranean part of the world and visit that. My husband is Armenian. I love to visit that part of the world as well. And just to get a feel for it. Um, so yeah. I have quite a list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. <clears throat> if anyone ever asked me like, just to like hone it down to like three places, I'd be like, I don't. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't yep. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite book? The Bible. Were you, were you raised like any particular religion? No, not necessarily. Um, I often say, uh, I don't want to be religious. I want to have a relationship. And so that is my focus is that's what the Bible is about is creating a relationship with God. So, um, pretty open about, uh, it's based on love, not a bunch of rules. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Cause I, you know, and I wish everyone looked at it in that way. <laughs> yes. I agree. The world would be a different place. I agree. When's the last time you laughed so hard that it hurt? <laughs> Oh, I don't remember exactly. I think it's probably at Christmas time. So about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So when you're like together with your whole family. Yes, kind of thing. all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have a maid or a chef, which one would you have? Probably a maid. I like to cook is when I have time. So I do like, I'm, I'm somewhat of a foodie. I like to, I like to create things. Um, so if I had a maid, I'd have more time. Yeah, for sure. Problem solved. Yep. <laughs> You'd have more time. <clears throat> um, yeah. If you had an extra room in your house, what would you use it for? Hmm. I'd probably create a, a workout area um, instead of using existing rooms that I have. So that's probably what I do because I already have my own office, a quiet place and you know, those kind of things. So probably do that. Yeah. It's nice when you don't have to move your weights all the time. <laughs> all the time. Your yoga mat all the time. Yeah. yeah. All the things. Yep. Who was your idol growing up? Okay, you don't know about my growing up years, so I don't know that I had one. Hmm. Um, idol. I don't think I really idolized anyone. So 
I don't know the answer to that one. That's okay. If you could see the future, how far ahead would you want to see? Who says I can't? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm very visionary. Um, so I, I look to the future all the time. It goes with that part of me that's a director. I'm, I'm intuitive. I, I feel like what we envision in our heart is what comes to pass. So yeah. I don't know that I have it in years. Mm -hmm. So I think I answered your question just differently. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most interesting person you've ever met? Probably um, Dr. Lemon. Um, he is no longer, he's passed away. Um, and I knew him for probably 35 years or so. And um, he uh, was or is a minister. So he has, and he was the most interesting and inspirational probably person I've had in my life. I'm glad that you were able to have such a long, long relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about some either or um, the mountain or the beach? Probably the beach. Um, I'll leave it at that without going into more detail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sit in the sun. For those of you who've seen my picture, I do not sit in the sun. I'm not a tanner uh, being my coloring, but mm -hmm. I love the water. So. Yes. Yeah. I, the water is really like such a happy place. For yeah. Sure. It's just, it's soothing to my soul, but I love the mountains too, but there's, mm -hmm. it, it, you made me choose. So. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, we could have gotten creative. We could, we could have, uh, it could have been a mountain, a mountain stream or something, you know? We could do a lake in the mountains, couldn't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's my answer. I support both worlds. Yes. <laughs> um, summer or winter? I love both. Um, I love absolutely every season. And I like living in a place where they have every season, but summer gives you a little more freedom. Um, so I guess I, I don't, whether there's right an answer or not, but probably yeah. summer, my absolute favorite is fall. Hmm. I was going to ask like, where, where do you live? Cause I feel I like live, I, I live in Michigan, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Cause like where, where I am, I feel like we don't have all four seasons. <laughs> Yes. And I love it. I'm, I'm not going to live someplace. I don't want to live someplace that there's not all four seasons. So I love the beauty of snow. It's like diamonds on the ground. I, it's just amazing on the trees and watching the birds in my birdhouse, you know, and getting their food. And it's just, um, it's just so beautiful. And there's something translucent and peaceful about it so every season to me um, I enjoy every single one mm -hmm. well yeah I think as long as you like 
you find like the things about each season, there is something to offer, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's a message in there about life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do you prefer planes or cars when you travel? Probably cars. I can use both, but probably cars. Yeah. Well, obviously a car is not going to get you everywhere. It's not going to get yes. you to the Mediterranean. Right. But. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you like calling or texting? Hmm. It depends on the purpose of the conversation, but most of the time texting because I can get what I need community. I am a get to the point girl mm-hmm. and uh, texting allows you to do that. But then there's some conversations that should never be done by text message. Sure. So uh, pro- some of these are like, depends on the situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just, I know a lot of people in my generation <laughs> won't answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. I do not want to talk on the phone. And I definitely was that person for a long time. But then I just kind of was like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to talk on the phone, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. Yep. I've opened up to it a little bit more. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? I'd probably fly. Flight is exciting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Would you rather, this is potentially neither one, but would you rather do a polar bear dip or walk over hot coals? Neither. Yeah. Well, apparently walking over hot coals is actually not like what people think it is. Because I, my uncle and my cousin did that. And they were just like, yeah, no, it's really not like that hot kind of thing. Because it's just like, I don't know. No, thank you. I don't need yeah. to prove anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you've already you've already dealt with a lot of your fears. So it's like yeah. that's the thing. Like a lot of times that's like a you know, oh, take take this step to get over your fear kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I have opinions about that, but no, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. How about word some word association? What do you think of when you think of fire? Uh, community, family, and I also think of God. Wow. What do you think of when you think of home? Um, my home? I don't know quite how to answer that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's my happy place. Yeah. Flower. Um, joy. Car. My orange car. Uh, coffee. No, thank you. <laughs> I drink tea. I I saw that you drink tea, and I was like, usually, like people that are like really into tea, like coffee is just like a no, thank you. <laughs> the ocean. Mm. Expansive travel 
pun? Summer. Summer? My birthday. Hmm. Are you a cat or a dog person? Dog. Do you currently have any dogs? Two. What's your favorite holiday? Probably Christmas. Uh, ice cream flavor. Mm, coffee. Isn't that weird? That is weird. It is so weird huh. that I like coffee ice cream and I don't want to drink coffee. Is it just like because of the bitterness? Like I don't know why. Um, but... Um, I, I mean, I like other flavors now, but that was my favorite for the longest. Wow. But anyway, what it is weird that I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink it. I don't also like the way caffeine makes me feel. And so that's probably has a lot to do with the coffee. Okay. So, um, yeah. I used to, when I was doing it earlier, I drank decaf, mm -hmm. but I did. I never really enjoyed it. I was just doing it because it was a social thing. Sure. Um. Because, you know, and at restaurants, you can get bottomless cups of coffee, but they make you pay if you get a new tea bag. Oh. Isn't weird. that weird? Yeah. And so every time you have to pay and that, and that period in my life, I was being tight, but, um, so anyway, but you could drink decaf and they just keep filling up your cup and you could drink all you want, but you couldn't do that with tea. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's weird. Cause it's like you're still using resources for that bottomless cup of coffee. So. You certainly are. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of music do you like to listen to? Smooth jazz. What is one of your favorite smells? Hmm. Well, there's a lot of those. Um flowers but one of the first things that came up to my mind was frankincense essential oil Ooh. i love that yeah what makes you feel luxurious mm. i my goal is to surround myself with those kind of things um but my car is one of them what what kind of what kind of what, what about your car is like, makes you feel special? Cause it's what I, what I wanted. Um, I, it is, I, there's a whole story that how I got the car and how I, um, how it happened and all. And, and so for a long time, I visioned myself riding in that car while I was not riding in that car. Hmm. Um, and so, um, it shows me the power of dreaming, the power of your faith, following your intuition, all of those kind of things. And so that um, makes me feel abundant. Good. I'm glad that it lived up to your expectations. <laughs> Life always does. Yeah. How about let's play two truths and a lie? Let's see. What have I not told you? Um, reminds me of Boulder Dash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been married 38 years. I have six children 
and I love watermelon. I'm going to guess that you don't have six children. I don't have six children. (laughs) How many children do you have? I have three. And how many grandchildren do you have? Seven. Seven. Oh, that's good. Good, good, good group of good amount of people. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And wow, 38 years. That's a good good amount to Mm -hmm. be married. No. Congratulations, making it. <laughs> um all right, so where can the uh the audience find you? I am on social media and I have an unusual name, so it's not hard to find, but by easiest place to find all the resources uh that I have available is on my website and is the letter I then vibrantliving.com. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on, Donna. It is my pleasure. It's been fun. (laughs) Good. I'm glad to hear it.